Hello and welcome to this audio recording of the panel presentation for session one of the Adolescent Mental Health Echo. So welcome to Project Echo. This is a University of Melbourne hub, Adolescent Mental Health Echo session one. And this title of today's session is Normal Development, Risk and Protective Factors in Context. So good afternoon and thank you for joining us uh, through this Project Echo series focusing on adolescent mental health in school-aged teens. We'll be examining development in context and the risk and protective factors uh, that may impact upon or promote development. We'll shine a spotlight on neurodevelopmental disorders and common mental health issues uh, that can crop up during this stage of the life course. This afternoon, we'll open up our five-session cohort series by examining normal development and reviewing the protective factors that can support teens to grow, develop and thrive in the second decade of life. We'll unpack the first of five tips for assessment and management in the school setting and together put these principles into practice through case discussions. But before we crack on with these um, presentations and discussions this afternoon, I'd like to begin with an acknowledgement to country. We'll move forward from the formalities and introductions and into the didactic presentation. Great. Thank you, everybody. So let's do this is what we're going to try and remember whenever we think about young people and their presentation. The, the four P's that you're very familiar with. And today we're going to focus a little bit on the protective stuff. The circle of security, I bring this up as a reminder to all of us that when we're thinking about adolescence, we need to have a sense of where has this adolescent come from? What kind of home environment have they been a young person where that is secure and stable and they've had, you know, a, a um, good experience of growing up so thus far? Or indeed, are you meeting a young person where that has been very disrupted? The reason that that is important is it not only potentially is predisposing to the difficulties that they may be presenting with, but also the way that they interact and the way that they interact with you and with others. So we'll come back to this um, over the next couple of sessions. Um, and uh, if it's not familiar to you, just Google circle of security. Normal development. Now you're all across this. Early adolescence, am I normal? The big question. Middle adolescence, who am I? Late adolescence, where am I going? And what about those, those, um, that younger group that perhaps you're not, not yet working with the nine to 11 year olds of this emerging, heading into adolescence with some of the early uh, transitions to, um, uh, from a, a particularly from a biological perspective of early monarchy for some of these young people. So, as we know, a lot's happening. The, the physical, the psychological, the cognitive, the behavioural, everything is sort of chucked up in the air for adolescents at this time. And there is also this sense of increasing independence uh, that young people, uh, that is important to them, and they're moving away from family and more towards peers in influence. We want to remind you of... Bronfenbrenner's um, ecological systems theory. And it really, the reminder is all of us, the young people we see sit in a context and the context of indeed the microsystem, their family, their peers, their school, the health service, in, in this case, you as doctors in schools, 
and the broader system of uh, around all of us and indeed the interactions between that can be more helpful or less helpful and at the moment we've got this whole other layer um, for us in uh, well not in not only in Victoria but for the world of the COVID pandemic and what is how is that influencing everybody um, in the system and how does that have an impact on the young people that you're seeing risk and protective factors um, as doctors we're very good at risk factors it's been drilled into us from you know uh, day dot and sometimes we are less good at protective factors and this is just a reminder that protective factors are important because they give us an opportunity to try and work out how to enhance resilience and also an opportunity of of things that might diminish risk and where do those things sit you and we will just flick through individual family school community so these are the sorts of things that we're trying to think about for the young person in front of us um, where are they at with regards to their social competence, their problem-solving skills, coping skills, school achievement, other things that give them a sense of mastery and enhance their self-esteem. Family factors. Is this young person in a family that where they have, they're very, it's a fantastic foundation and a good sense of belonging, and being nurtured and cared for and having reliability and stability and supportive adults around them or not. School, what is the culture or the climate of the schools that you work in? And is there a place for enhancing that in some way? What about the young person's peer group and um, accomplishments at school? It's really important to fit in. It's really important to be good at things, whatever those things are. Study or peer, uh, to be accepted in a peer group, sporting prowess, whatever it is. And the recognition that you are good, that that is reflected back to you. And the community. Again, some of you, community is more, well, dare I say, potentially more important or more visible when you are in rural and regional areas compared to perhaps Metro Melbourne, where that can feel a bit lost? Or indeed, is there a cultural group that this young person belongs to that gives them a sense of identity and pride and belonging? So, we want to understand a young person's development in context, thinking about all of those things. And are they tracking um, along the way and being where they ought to be from a developmental point of view? That's almost your starting point. Is this 15-year-old or 14-year-old in front of me where we think they should be? Or uh, have they gotten a bit off track for some reason? What are the strengths that they have and the strengths that exist in their network, in their family, in their peer in their school are these foundations solid or not and if we meet when we meet young people where things feel pretty solid then the big question i think is what's the current stressor what has happened now 
that is making things difficult for this young person that they are presenting um, in front of you. With regards to management, I think the places that we start or the places that you start in particular as GPs is being able to potentially give some reassurance to the young person, back to the idea of am I normal or is there something really terrible that is happening to me? And with regards to mental health difficulties or psychological difficulties, some psychoeducation. We meet other young people with these sorts of difficulties. It's not that there's something very peculiar about you and explaining that. Also, of course, explaining the process of a consultation. It's a big step for some young people in particular coming and if they come on their own to see a professional. You can, of course, find yourself in the position of becoming the trusted adult in a young person's life when perhaps there aren't that many people. And the person that they, um, I guess after, uh, Bianca has written a touch point, the person that they connect with periodically. And what we aim to do is teach young people skills in terms of appropriate help seeking when they come to see us. And we become the people that help them navigate through the healthcare system, if all goes well. Thanks for listening and join us again next time. If you're not registered for Project Echo, you can do so by emailing dis-training at unimelb.edu.au. This series is brought to you by the clinical training team for doctors and secondary schools at the Department of General Practice, University of Melbourne, and is sponsored by the Victorian Government, Department of Education and Training.